Glad you made it back to another episode of the Marketing Ops Now podcast series. There are over 12 million people on LinkedIn who state in their job title, Marketing Operations. Marketing Operations is relatively young compared to its older brother, DevOps. DevOps is the abbreviation of Software Development and Operations. And on Wikipedia, DevOps is defined as a set of practices. So if ops isn't a skill or role or job function, then what is it? Or is it all of the above? I think it's time to take a deep dive into marketing operations skill sets. Great to have you back, Scott. Welcome to the new podcast. Happy to be here yet again. I look forward to these Fridays when we do this so much. It's really being very educational, you know, diving into specific topics. And I know you and I, we know some things or a lot of things around it, but we do extra research, which is, yeah. Every time I like wake up in the morning now, I thought I knew a lot of things about this. And then like I start like, uh, yeah, engaging and seeing what's happening here. And I'm like, oh, wow, like every day is a learning experience with uh, MarTech and marketing ops. So, um, yes, I, I will echo that uh, this uh, just even doing this process with you uh, and the research. Um, yeah, it's incredibly educational. So. It would be really successful if our audience also uh, echoes uh, this and, and, and learns from, uh, from what we uh, share with them. Today is about skill sets and marketing ops. So we talked about technology and processes, KPI frameworks, the definition of MarTech and marketing operations. Question is, what about the people? Because they have to do the job in the end of the day. So what, what talents, what skills do they need? And we're talking about marketers, but also marketing ops. And question is even marketing ops, is that a role even? Is that a, is it a, a job function? If you're looking at our brother in DevOps, it's called a set of practices. Well, what do you think? Where shall we start? Yeah, wow. This, uh, this is a great topic to dive into. So... Maybe let's start with the thing about the role, job, function, practices, uh, to even know, like, what implication does that have for the skills required? Is it a role or is it a job function or is it a set of practices? I found myself thinking, well, it's kind of all of the above. Yeah, at, at, at its most basic level, right? Like marketing operations is kind of exactly what it sounds like, right? It's like, OK, how does the marketing function actually operate given the task that it needs to do you know getting things produced getting them like delivered out into the world being able to measure you know where the performance of them this is for all the creative and wonderful things that actually happen in marketing this is a very like fundamental operations operations capability just to make sure that all those trains are running on time and that they get to the right destination and that we actually, you know, know that they got to the right destination. But that being said, yeah, you know, depending on the size you're at in your organization or the maturity you're at in your, your organization, it will depend a lot on to how much operations you're actually ready to harness. So, I mean, like if you've got a small, you know, uh, marketing team, I don't know that you necessarily need like a dedicated ops person. Uh, you certainly don't need a whole dedicated marketing operations team, you know, but you probably do need at least one person even on that team. And so we're taking the responsibility for saying, OK, 
we're going to have some systems and some process, you know, and we're going to have all this data flowing around with this stuff. I'm going to raise my hand and take the responsibility to make sure that we at least have that foundation in place. And then as you grow and you scale and you get more mature, yeah, the, the work involved in, you know, these systems and processes and data actually start to, you know, grow significantly just because the nature of digital business and digital marketing, I mean, it just there's, there's just so much, you know, that we can be doing there. And I think that's where you start to see like, OK, then it starts to become a dedicated role. It even starts to then emerge and become like an actual, you know, marketing ops function, a head of marketing ops, you know, in the marketing team. W- would you agree? Yeah, I was just thinking of a conversation I had this week with a client of mine, a chemical company, uh, Global, 8 billion turnover, and uh, they have a marketing technologist, so to speak, marketing ops person. It's not labeled as such. That person announced to me this week that he's being relocated to IT. Ah, the great IT marketing dichotomies. Yes, (laughs) they're alive and well. Well, no, I mean, I, I feel like when I first started well over a decade in this space, you know, I think most people thought marketing operations or to the degree that kind of operations of systems and data, you know, were needed, you know, that it would live in IT. I think one of the reasons we saw MarTech and marketing operations rise independent of IT is because a lot of very high level you're speaking some of the same language of like, okay, we're going to have our system and we're going to have the data and we're going to have the pipeline and what's the governance on that. The truth is the point of operations and marketing is not about the operations itself. It is about the marketing. It is about like, okay, what are the actual, you know, things we're trying to create and deploy, you know, and how do we like, uh, you know, run the experiments to find what works best with customers. And at that point in time, the operations and the actual marketing, you know, that it delivers, they're just so tightly entwined that I think when you have an operations team that is further removed from the actual marketing experience, the actual marketing delivery, that's where you can start to see these gaps of just like, okay, well, what the systems and processes do and what we're actually trying to create in marketing, you know, there's, there just starts to become this misunderstanding. I, I have no objection to IT playing a, a, a very, you know, deep role in, you know, marketing tech and marketing ops because ultimately, marketing tech and marketing ops is part of a larger technology infrastructure. And so we have to collaborate on that and work together. But I'm a very big proponent of having at least some level of marketing ops capability that's native inside the marketing department, you know, so that marketing really is able to leverage this as as part of the whole marketing experience. If we move to the specific talents and skill sets of marketing ops people or the marketing ops role uh, or set of practices um, and compare it, let's say, with marketers in general, uh, what are the differences? And maybe to highlight those differences, uh, I, I would like to introduce something we discussed before in preparation, which is the T-shaped marketer. And I think Brian Balfour was the person introducing this. I know Buffer uh, used it to map their own people. Or it's it's uh, out there on the Internet to have a look at how they did this. So maybe we should talk and can talk a bit about the T-shaped marketer and then the differences, because it's highlighting specialization versus generalization. One of the things, let me back up. One of the things that I think is very challenging for marketing, and I was looking at, uh, yeah, if you post this in the blog, right, like that, you know, buffer, you know, list, 
It's like, and you had some other thing you found of like 48 skills you need to master, none of which, by the way, were technology skills. They were just, it's like the things that marketers are being asked to be experts at, it's just friggin' insane. It's just like, okay, well, basically any possible skill you could imagine in a world, including like wood carving and, you know, like international nuclear diplomacy, you know, as a marketer, you're going to want to have this skill set in your toolbox. And of course, this is impossible. I mean, no one, you know, embodies all this stuff. Even even a jack of all trades level, nobody like, you know, embodies it all. Because marketing has become so diversified in the set of things it needs to execute, it, you really do need to think of this as a team sport. I think the, the, the game very much becomes about like, okay, we don't want all of the same kind of person here. We want this collection you know of different people with different strengths and yeah they all have some common level of uh, understanding you know of the basics the foundation of marketing which is usually considered that top of the t the actual stem of the t is because oh well there's someone who's actually absolutely amazing you know at graphic design there's this other person who's you know a wizard at copywriting there's this person who is an SEO master. I mean, they just understand all the nuances of the different engines and how to optimize this. You know, I mean, it's, it's crazy. They spend all their night reading search engine land, you know, and I think this is where you then think about marketing ops, where you're like, okay, if, as we said earlier, like the marketing ops person is like responsible, you know, for these systems, for the processes that get put around them, for how we manage the data, and so there are different things that become specialization in there. I mean, like almost a little bit of that IT analyst of like understanding how systems connect together. I've seen people who have a little bit of software experience, like they, you know, they, they were either a web developer, uh, you know, or something like that. So they bring that understanding of like what an API is and how I would call one. You know, I think on the data science side, you know, you have people who have gone fairly deep in that and to bring that sort of data analyst capability, you know, and depth into that can be a very strong component of marketing ops. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of looking at, you know, this quote unquote T-shaped individual and thinking of my marketing organization as this, you know, kaleidoscopic collection of, uh, you know, different <laughs> T's. Um, if we look at the T-shaped marketer and we see at the top level, let's say the horizontal axis, we see statistics, lightweight programming, database querying, CRO, UX. Would you say that's more in the in the area and the territory of marketing ops, whereas the stem, the, the vertical axis is more on the channels like uh, influencers, mobile, email, Facebook ads and what have you. Is that a distinction we could make? Potentially. And this is where it gets into the boundaries of what we're considering marketing ops. Uh, again, for me, like the core of marketing ops is, you know, systems, process and data. But, you know, when you start thinking about things like conversion rate optimization, now you start to get into this really interesting discipline where very often, you know, the way conversion rate optimization uh, initiatives are being run is it's this blend of people who are coming up with sort of the creative alternatives that we want to test and the hypotheses of, you know, what what a particular audience or segment is going to respond to. 
But then you've also got this, you know, operational element of, you know, how you're actually deploying these tests, you know, how you're making sure they have statistical significance, you know, that based upon, you know, identifying winners, how do you sequence them? Do you make sure, you know, how much can you control the other variables, you know, that those folks are exposed? How do you make sure, like, whoever wins a certain conversion optimization test, you know, there's this concept of local optimization of like, oh, well, they were really great at this, but when they went further down the funnel, they actually underperformed relative to another cohort. These are all the sorts of operational things where I think, yeah, a marketing operations person either can be doing that side of the work or at the very least is providing like the framework and the tooling for others. Yeah, this is where we really see then a distinction between marketing ops and, and, and uh, let's say the I wouldn't want to call it the traditional marketers, but the marketing uh, department, as we know, it, more focused maybe on channels, the campaigns, the content that go with it, and then um, marketing ops supporting them. Would you, would you recommend, for instance, to a managing uh, and a marketing director to plot these T-shaped marketers in the team and, and, and maybe even show what kind of balance it should have, like Buffett did? You know, it's funny. I don't think I've ever actually recommended that to anyone. But as soon as you've said it, I'm like, oh, well, it's almost obvious. It's like, of course, you know, if I'm creating it's almost like, a, you know, like for a symphony, you know, and trying to create this orchestration of like, OK, well, like, you know, where is my brass section and how many are French horns versus trombones and, you know, my woodwinds and my strings? Yeah, I mean, you you should be looking at this marketing team as a symphony and a first place to start is actually even just mapping like, okay, well, where are our strengths? Where are the talents and skill sets that we have? You know, and then if you start to look across the stage there and you're like, okay, well, you know, our, um, you know, violins and cellos, like they rock, we got that, you know, but when it comes to like percussion, there's nobody there. there. There is no timpani in our organization. Oh, my goodness. You know, I think it can be really helpful to then understand, yeah, where there are gaps. But I also think that then gives you an opportunity to look at the career developments of individuals around that, like, you know, and really understand how many of them want to get stronger in their particular T specialty. How many of them want more experience, you know, at the top of the T? Are there people who want to sort of change from one deep T to another. Uh, and so, yeah, just having that really clearly mapped out uh, both for talent acquisition, but also internal talent development. Kudos to you. I think that's a really smart idea. Yeah, before there was a T-shaped uh, marketing model, um, I, I, well, st still do, but before I helped companies to shape the marketing team. And I remember there was this one, one concept that they came up with constantly, which was called shared services basically an internal studio agency i would call it and and they were servicing the rest the rest of the company or sales or internally also the marketing team the marcom and uh, um, what was always a pain like what are our roles and responsibilities and then we discussed slas like what are delivery times for this analysis or for that piece of content that we're going to copyright is that something how they could collaborate yeah absolutely and i i agree with you i've, I've yeah, that that sort of um, service bureau, center of excellence, shared services. Yeah, that that, that model has been very uh, uh, prominent, particularly in the marketing world. To be honest, I, I, I do think that's a good way to do it in the sense that for the whole conversation about, you know, the fact that you need these, you know, deep T's, there are some capabilities and skills that are very unique 
to doing marketing ops professionally, to doing marketing technology professionally. But one of the things I sort of worried sometimes in those service bureau or shared services models is sometimes they would almost create too much distance between the shared service and then the actual people on the front line who are leveraging that service and trying to execute something. And so I'm actually a very big proponent of, by all means, have that specialized team. But I think if you can sort of put the process and management in place so that it's a much more collaborative approach. I think one of our future topics is actually going to be on, uh, you know, agile uh, marketing. And one of the things that's interesting about agile is not not just the process of scrums and sprints and iterations and that, but actually the way most uh, agile teams end up being very effective is because they're small cross-functional teams and you actually bring a set of people together with different capabilities that are able to um, uh, very quickly collaborate together, you know, on a targeted mission. Now that brings us to, brings me to mind that we're talking about marketing operations people as well as Marcom and marketing campaign managers coming together in an agile team. And then we're talking about marketing ops really with uppercase M and uppercase O and maybe glue together as one word to mimic DevOps. So it's not a function. It's more like a kind of task force, but a permanent one that, you know, make sure it's all oiled and well working as opposed to the old model of shared services, which indeed uh, a kind of waterfall. So the shared service is more waterfall, whereas we need more agile stuff and uh, and agile marketing um, approaches. So that's maybe marketing ops with an uppercase M, uppercase O. We should do a whole uh, conversation around either the parallels or the differences between the world of DevOps uh, and the world of you know, marketing ops, because there's, there's certainly some interesting parallels there. You know, obviously, like the, the biggest one being, you know, basically they are both they've both risen, you know, in prominence because the digital organization of today is just, uh, I mean, like it is an ops oriented, you know, organization. Whether whether you've come to acknowledge it or not, you know, the moment everything is running on, you know, these digital, you know, high speed railways, you know, really getting the operational component of that right uh, just becomes crucial. But I think one of the things that's interesting is when we look over at the DevOps world, you know, it's not just DevOps. There are these specialties even within that world around like product ops or web ops or, um, you know, machine learning ML ops. And so I think there are some interesting parallels in the marketing world, too, where, yes, there's some very broad principles. Uh, and maybe this even gets us into the world of, quote unquote, web ops. I don't know. There's just too many ops things out here. But I do think there is actually a very specific set of implementation capabilities that marketing ops does that isn't just uh, everyone in marketing uh, is, uh, you know, embraced marketing ops. It's a little bit more specialized, I think. Earlier, you mentioned something like uh, for marketing ops, you need a really uh, unique uh, skills or specialization. And uh, we're coming to the end of this uh, podcast episode. So I want to ask you, what would be the one? It's a horrible question, I know. But what would be the one unique skill, you know, marketing ops really need to have? I think you have to be a systems thinker. Marketing ops is at this crossroads of all these different things of technology and process and people and data. And I think, uh, yeah, that is uh, that's a that's a systems dynamics, you know, challenge in the biggest possible sense. And I think marketing ops people who are really successful 
sort of look at it that way and they understand like the the interaction effects, you know, that how what happens over here has an impact over there, you know, and making sure that that, that relationship is a positive one. That's a really great, great answer and great idea and view, because I'm always struggling with marketing ops like they have to come up with long term solutions while firefighting. So and if you're a system thinker, you will do both. You know, you make sure you fix it right now, but it will scale the next time or you'll make sure it will scale in some way, shape or form the next time. So in the long run. And this is how you build then your infrastructure with you 100 percent. Once again, very inspiring. Thank you for uh, sharing your your knowledge, your wisdom. And um, yeah, thanks for this uh, episode. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you again soon, my friend. Thank you so much. 